0: The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice, and for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics Oh, yeah. Good morning, everybody. That's right. It is Wednesday, January 24th, and today is Library Shelfie Day. Not sure what that really is supposed to mean, but uh, it's definitely not Selfie Day in the library. It's also National Peanut Butter Day, National Compliment Day, and, oh, Rico, this is going to be your favorite for all the dads out there. It is also... Beer Can Appreciation Day. What do you think about that? I don't drink beer. You don't drink beer. No, just nah. just a beer belly.
1: Uh-huh. okay all right getting,
0: uh, there. getting there all right getting
1: there. I'm, I'm my stripes you know all right all
0: right well thank you for joining us and getting high at nine with us it's also high noon on the east coast and please remember to like share and subscribe to us on all social media platforms you can look down below on your screen to see exactly where we live on the internet and we are live every monday through friday on youtube rumble twitch twitter instagram facebook and on our very own website at But without further ado, we are going to kick it off with the Dope Dad himself. That's right. It's Rico LaMeet, who has the Quasimodo rocking the stylish Happy Cabbage hat. That's right. It is the Dope Dad himself, Mr. Rico LaMeet.
1: Appreciate the love, Jason. Appreciate the love. But uh, unfortunately, I do not have the Happy Cabbage hat. He, de- no, no, he, he, he does. No,
0: Quasimodo does.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I see? Oh, so you were identifying as
0: Quasimodo for the purpose of your statement. Is that what you're telling me?
1: Uh, I'm not. That's, that's <laughs> it. Kind of, that I'm not touching it. But, um, today, I have a sad, sad update on a story we've been covering um, over the last couple of months um, because the first official successful defense of murder by using cannabis-induced psychosis is upon us, um, because the woman who stabbed her boyfriend to death is going to be walking free um, two years probation um, because she said her boyfriend gave her high-potency weed. So uh, the story's coming in from um, uh, Ventura County after a jury found uh, this woman uh, guilty in December of involuntary manslaughter and killing triggered by cannabis psychosis. Bryn Spaker, um, she was sentenced Tuesday to two years probation and no prison time. Uh, After a jury found her guilty in December of involuntary manslaughter and a killing triggered by psychosis, um, sentence Drew Sobs of relief from Spaker and her loved ones, while family members of the victim, 26-year-old Chad Amelia of Thousand Oaks claimed exclaimed in shock and anger. Oh, my God, they said. Ventura County Superior Court Judge David Worley said his decision was based on the lack of culpability, asserting the senseless killing early the mor- uh, early morning, May 28, uh, 2018, was propelled by a psychotic episode to experts for the prosecution and defense attributed to the bong hits of Marijuana Spaker and Amelia Smoked. Um, From that point forward, she had no control over her actions. That's what Worley said before announcing probation and a suspended prison sentence of four years. The incarceration could be imposed if Spaker, who turns 33 on Thursday and lived in Thousand Oaks at the time of the crime, violates probation. Sentence also includes 100 hours of community service focused on raising awareness about the effects of marijuana-induced psychosis. Moments after the verdict, the victim's father, Sean O'Melia, accused Worley of bias and said the ruling set a dangerous precedent. He just gave everyone in the state of California who smokes marijuana a license to kill someone, is what he said. Um, Spaker's father, uh, father Mike Spaker, declined comment. Her lawyer, Bob Schwartz, said he was happy for the family. Judge Worley uh, did the right and courageous thing. Spaker and Amelia initially met at a dog park and had been dating for just weeks before they smoked marijuana together at his apartment in Thousand Oaks late night, Um, May 27, 2018. Testimony showed that under the influence of a quote-unquote psychotic episode, she stabbed Amelia more than 100 times with different knives. Wow. Also stabbing herself and her dog. And that's what really tipped the defense there, tipped the uh, prosecution into saying maybe she was crazy because she was a quote-unquote dog lover. And there's no way she would have stabbed her dog unless she was having a psychotic episode, which was induced by cannabis. So, um, I'm oh, going to refrain shit. from going too deep into this one because of the legal implication. I'm glad we have Dale on with us today. to uh, open up this, um, <laughs> this conversation because this is batshit fucking crazy. I'm sorry. I know we're just supposed to cuss the first 10 minutes of the show, but this is fucking crazy. And I agree with, um, this gentleman's uh, family's lawyers here. Like you have literally just opened Pandora's box and, you do some wild, crazy shit here in California, and now there is precedent, precedent to just blame the weed. You're lying down. You're lying down. Enrico, let me meet the dopest dad on the street. Let's talk about it.
0: Oh, man, bro. I'll tell you what, man. If I commit some crime like this, I'm just going to hurt myself, too, and then that way I can use the same defense. This is
2: not the this, first this time, guys. This, this is, is not the first yeah. time. Yeah. was no, that, no. Dale? Back in the 19... 19- Uh, Late 30s and early 40s, the federal government's marijuana expert, a guy named Dr. Munch, a veterinarian who did his work on dogs, testified four times in trials where women stabbed their husbands or significant others and claimed it was um, marijuana-induced psychosis. And this idiot got on the witness stand and said, I smoked weed, I turned into a bat, you know, blood dripped off my fangs and therefore this woman had the same thing and you you know you shouldn't convict her and all four of them were acquitted. Then Harry Anslinger called him up and said, "What the fuck do you think you're doing? You're the federal expert. you're in these trials one more time. you're no longer the federal expert and it stopped. Mm-hmm. And now we've got, this is sort of a diminished capacity type of an argument. Oh, I didn't know what I was doing because I smoked weed like Dan White when he killed two people and said, oh, I was eating Twinkies. No, it's absolutely horseshit. But, you know, a good lawyer can convince a jury of all kinds of things.
0: Yeah, the power is persuasion, right, Dale? Yeah, yeah.
2: Man, and you got to leave your common sense at the front door to buy that truckload of bullshit. But you know, here it is; it's it's done. I, I, is there I, any way that the this article make it, can appeal? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it depends on how it was instructed, whether the judge made rulings that let it evidence in or kept it out. There are some grounds for it. typically factual findings by a jury don't go very well in appeal. But in order to get this in front of a jury, they had to be instructed about something. And uh, involuntary manslaughter tells me that the jury uh, didn't think it was an intentional killing, it was involuntary. And it's manslaughter, it's not uh, with malice aforethought. But that's about as far as I can go on this record. It's just, it's a dangerous precedent. Is anybody who's experienced with pot, and you tell me I've been smoking pot for 50 years, and I smoked it and I stabbed some guy 50 times, in the dog, and you no, know, it's like I, I just don't, I don't buy it.
3: Over a hundred times with more than one yeah. knife,
2: man. I,
0: I, that's she, rage. she must, she must work also, out. She must work out.
3: I, I mean, that's incredibly fatiguing in and of itself, right? But oh, yeah. um, let's not also forget that there was Enrico. I, I was going to cover this article this morning too, so I read it this morning, but and apologies for the dog in the background. But there is um, a sentence in there where she said something to the, Winston, stop it, Um, where she said that she would not have smoked marijuana in that moment or ever, right? And to me, that implies that she's done it before. Right. Mm -hmm. And so why did those episodes not result in Psychotic break. Banned in the also. original
1: story, in the it's original story, I want to read that's why.
3: testimony from this trial.
1: Mandy, in bullshit. response to that, uh, in why. the original story, she said that um um it was his weed, like whatever weed that yeah. he gave her. It's always the guy's was, fault. It was super high potency, of and course. and that's what made her go crazy.
0: i I I'm not buying that for a second. I think she was already batshit crazy to begin with.
3: Does she have a long-standing psychiatric background? I mean, is this something that she's been under treatment for? Um, schizophrenia. Oh. Uh, these kinds of um, personality disorder episodes can come on out of nowhere, really unexpectedly. Right? They can, but this is like a whole nother
4: level. She should. She should. I'm going to take the filter off on this. Yeah. I'm going to call bullshit. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to say not only bullshit, I'm going to say I'm going to call out the double standard of the justice system. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call this the white woman defense. And that's oh, what she Karen got. The Karen defense. Because I know plenty of black and brown people that are sitting in prison right now for smoking weed and then doing a crime. And they didn't get a defense that says you got to smoke weed and get out free.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, officer. I was on some yeah. crazy weed. I didn't know I couldn't do that.
0: -hmm. The testing lab said it was fifty percent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, it's nonsense. Anna Lewis is in the in in the chat, and she says, "I bet uh, if you ask her, ask her ex, he'd say she's not or he's not surprised."
2: Well, and there is where we might have some grounds for appeal Mm -hmm. because if I am working this case up and I am looking for witnesses, and the judge doesn't allow testimony or documents in, or things like that, showing her past history of being neurotic as hell and perhaps having psychotic issues in the past. Um, I don't know, there might be some grounds in there, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, as Luke called it, if you have a good lawyer and your color of your skin's the right, a lot of shit happens in the criminal justice system. But if you don't have a good lawyer, you're not the right color, <clears throat> that shit happens. Mm-hmm. It's, That's it's for just sure. too hard to, to say that without having a big Anger lump in my stomach because I sit and talked with people in prison and I looked at too that are doing 10, 15, 20 pieces for basically nothing and it's legal today. Yep. Okay. And it's like, how in the hell can we have this system? Whenever when I'm looking at here is not the same color as me. And mm-hmm. I mean, even I was told, you know, we were the golden children, you shouldn't be involved in it. Well, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. Okay. That, oh, we're the white blue eyed people that, you know, you're not supposed to be involved in cannabis. I mean, that was the direct statement was made to me by my law enforcement friends. And it's like, okay, well now, now it's on mm-hmm. because yeah, I'm white, mm-hmm. but uh, I got treated better than the average person. That's not my color. And there's something inherently wrong in that.
0: <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Luke, Luke, I totally agree with you on this, Luke. I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head with this one. This is the total Karen defense.
1: I agree. I think that um Laura Ingram, uh Tucker
0: Carlson and Kevin Sabet are going to have a field day with oh, this. Oh, yes woman. they are. Oh, yes they, they are cuz cuz first of all they they're, they're going to have the, they're going to have the argument to say how cannabis causes psychosis, okay? And then they're also going to have the argument of how crime is not prosecuted in California. And they yep, and they they're, they're, they're going to go have in. a field day with this story. They got at least a week a week's worth of talking points out of this story, out of this judgment for sure at least a week at least thank god it's wednesday
4: yeah and and really what it ends up being is just a woman and a, or not, i won't say a woman but a, a criminal defense attorney using cannabis as a scapegoat mm-hmm. and that's really what ended up happening that she probably you know i i highly it's very speculative of, of a lot of the circumstances that went on but we can obviously see that a, the attorney saw that this was going to be an angle that he could use. And listen, that's what attorneys do. I'm not mm-hmm. mad at him. That's what he's paid to do. Yeah, or right. he or she is paid to do. They are paid to find the best defense, present mm-hmm. the most compelling story, and convince the jury to not put me in jail. So if the if the attorney the attorney obviously accomplished that. But the whole thing that how this is being portrayed in the media mm-hmm. is just BS. It's total BS. It was a it was a cop out. It was a scapegoat to to be able to use to get out as in a defense. And had this been someone that didn't look like whatever her name is, it would have been a totally different outcome. And and I hate to say that I hate to put out or I don't hate it actually. I actually like to call out the double standard of justice because it's something that we have to fix. Mm-hmm. It is something that we can't continue to do and call it justice
0: because it's not. Dale, do we know do we know the name of the attorney that represented
2: her? Um I, I haven't read the story. Okay. Typically, yeah, they'll put the... the name at the bottom. If it's from well, Law three sixty, they'll give you the name of the law firm. Well basically yeah, yeah, my yeah, question yeah. is about yeah, the expert here. You ha- you, you now, have a you know, If you're looking at somebody who's going to take the witness yeah. and say, I'm an expert in marijuana, first of all, okay, how did you get there? What's your foundation to say that smoking weed makes you lose your shit and stab somebody a hundred times with three different knives? I mean, where do you get to that point? Because that for me, I mean, I've qualified and testified as an expert on marijuana in trial before, okay? And I've never heard of this being legitimate. And I've argued with psychiatrists about how they claim smoking weed causes psychotic breaks and triggers um, schizophrenia, mm-hmm. and I point them back to the Indian Hemp Commission report that kind of put the poo-poo on that. This was 120 years ago, where they said now that you know eating hash does not make you schizophrenic. Uh, it may exacerbate it, may bring it on, but it doesn't cause the stuff and i'd want to what we call a 7:30 exam if you're going to raise this i want psychiatrists to evaluate you and see yeah. if you're competent to I, I i say think, this and i think that, she i think that's she, why i don't have enough information yet i
0: think this lady uh, should get locked up and sent to waterbury
1: hey jason uh this woman uh, uh her lawyer yes as uh, uh, bob schwartz from a wine reeb law firm criminal defense lawyer um And he is the type of guy you would see on billboards. Uh,
0: His uh, website is www.wehatejail.com. Hey, just so you know, Dale, you guys, our model law practice should look into recruiting this guy because apparently he comes up with amazing self-defense arguments. This guy. this guy is fantastic yeah. Yeah. donald yeah. trump should
1: hire this guy <laughs> this oh guy. man how about that yeah at, how about reaches.
0: That? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man adam just pulled up a picture he's going to post post this picture of this guy oh man may the schwartz be with you yes exactly yeah. there we go
2: from the side of a there bus right yep oh
0: <laughs> there he is look there he is you guys see him there he is
3: you think he's the santa's like best friend or uncle
1: hey, wait, a or hey, wait a second wait a second! is that Joe Biden's stunt double that, it, no it, that's it the, may um
0: be. CEO of Cureleaf oh no it's not <laughs> oh man on that we are going to roll into a commercial and we are going to be right back <laughs> oh man that was weird hey you America Does that looks like Sean Connery Ha 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 ha! Good morning, America. Simon Rosani coming to you live from sunny Los Angeles, California, with the one and only highest host, Mr. Jason Beck, smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast? You can find it on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. No excuses in 2024. If you haven't checked us out, check it out now. And also, check out what The Prophet's doing in 2024. Look at that profit commercial, man. Look at that stylish, yeah, profit. stylish logo. Oh, Prophesizing like a Definitely man.
3: like that last bit of advice someone left.
1: <laughs> Prophesizing. <laughs> Up next, he is the Hyatt 9 News head honcho, known for smoking the best weed in the world. And when he's not cruising the uh, friendly skyways in his private jet, you just might catch him in a mink coat in Detroit where they call him White Gucci, down in Mar-a-Lago, where they call him Gucci, Gucci, Blanco, or over here on the left coast, where they call them, the cannabis industry's very own Kaiser Bros. Say, oh, come to the stage, yeah. Jason Beck. What do you have for us today? Oh, oh, my. oh my.
0: yeah. Good morning, Rico. How are you guys doing today? Happy, happy hump day. Today, Welcome. my story is a follow up story from a story that I recently reported here on Hi-9 News. Mississippi restrictions on medical marijuana advertising are upheld. By a federal judge, a federal judge has dismissed a lawsuit filed by the owner of a medical marijuana dispensary who sued Mississippi over state regulations that he says censor business owners by preventing them from advertising in most media. In a Monday ruling U.S. District uh, District Judge Michael P. Mills said he agreed with Mississippi's argument that since the possession of marijuana remains illegal under federal law, it is not a lawful activity. And therefore, does not enjoy the constitutional protections granted to some forms of commercial free speech. After Mississippi legalized medical cannabis uh, for people with debilitating conditions in 2022, Clarence Crowfit II opened True Source Medical Cannabis in Olive Branch, Mississippi. But he says he has struggled to reach customers because the state has banned medical marijuana businesses from advertising in any media. Mills said, uh, un, unraven, "Un un, unraveling Mississippi's restrictions on marijuana advertising would be a drastic intrusion upon state sovereignty and in quotes this is particularly true considering the fact that by legalizing marijuana to any degree the Mississippi legislature has gone further than Congress itself has been willing to go Mills wrote in light of in light of this fact on what basis would a federal court tell the Mississippi legislature that it is not entitled to dip its toe into the legalization of marijuana, but instead had to dive in headfirst into it. In a statement on Tuesday, uh, Co- 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 uh maintained that Mississippi's regulations violate the First Amendment rights of businesses. He plans to appeal the decision to the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, and in quotes he says, I'm prepared to fight this fight for as long as it takes. Crowfit said and the case is bigger than me and my dispensary it's about defending the right of everyone to truthfully advertise their legal business in the cannabis industry Crofit uh, uh, who is represented by the Institute for Justice a non-profit libertarian law firm sued the state's Department of Health Department and Revenue and Alcohol Beverage Control Bureau and Crofit has said uh, he cannot place ads in newspapers or magazines or television or radio or even on billboards that he already he owns. The state cannot prevent dispensaries from placing appropriate signs on their properties or displaying products they sell on their websites. All other advertising restrictions are up to the state health department, which prohibits dispensaries from advertising or marketing in any media. Those regulations are unconstitutional, Crowfitt's attorneys argue, and in quotes they say, when Mississippi legalized medical marijuana, it relinquished its power to censor speech by medical marijuana businesses, said Ari uh, Bargall, an institute for, for justice attorney. If a product is legal to sell, then it is legal to talk about selling it. While President Joe Biden pardoned thousands of people who were convicted uh, of use of simple possession of marijuana on federal lands, marijuana remains a controlled substance under federal law, and as long as marijuana remains illegal under federal law, states have leeway to regulate how the substance is advertised, Mills ruled. Plaintiffs uh, uh, Plaintiffs thus argue that Congress and President Biden have, have all but made the possession of marijuana lawful, which strikes this court as a tactic admission that it still remains illegal under federal law, Mills wrote. Well, 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 I, I really support this guy. I hope he's victorious in his, uh, in his appeal. And I, I do, uh, I, I do agree with him that, uh, that the state doesn't have the right to violate uh, his free speech in the regards to advertising for this, but uh, I want to see what you guys have to say. And thank goodness we have a lawyer on the stage today. That's right. It is Jason Beck for the high at nine news. What do y'all think about this?
2: commercial of, First of
3: speech. All, we put way too much on Dale. <laughs> Sorry, Dave.
2: It's commercial speech. Right. um, And the person here is a business. Mm -hmm. And the First Amendment is not pure when it comes to businesses and commercial speech. But hold on, Uh, Dale. Hold on, Dale. Mitt Romney said corporations are people, too. Well, of course they are. And you go back to the... um, Eight, I think it was the 1880s, the first time the Supreme Court adopted the proposition that a corporation is a person. Mm-hmm. It's not a real tangible person. And we've been struggling ever since. And what right does a corporation or a business entity have as a person, okay, as opposed to a person, person, someone that's, you know, flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. And here in California, what we did to ob- obviate this problem is we passed laws that allowed advertising, but you couldn't put up a sign on an interstate highway because that crosses state lines and it, and it creates federal issues and problems here because this remains a federally illegal substance the states can duck and hide behind that um and so i i'm so, i'm not particularly hopeful they're going to win this on appeal so so
0: you think you think that that the state was 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 how the laws are written are are, are fairly correct in, in in their in their stance and basically he doesn't have really have a leg to stand on on his appeal is what you're telling me
2: well, from a legal standpoint, yeah. I mean, I disagree with it because I watch commercials every day for all kinds of goddamn drugs that make you shit and puke and, you know, be careful. It'll have you have a psychotic episode. And, oh, by the way, it makes you feel better. We watch that all day long. No one seems to care about those. But this one is going to bring up the ire of those who hate weed. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's legal cover here. So, I mean, I'm not real hopeful, honestly. Do you have some on this, Mandy?
0: <coughs> Mandy, you with us? Did you have some on this, Mandy? She Um,
4: she does. But let me jump in real uh, quick. Go for it, Luke. Please. Yes. Yeah. Um. This this whole situation when we have like these restrictions on cannabis businesses, it's mm-hmm. like it's suffocating, right? It makes it to where. You can't do this. You can't do that. You got to be this many feet from this. You got to be this many feet from that. Your hours of operation have to be this. You have to pay this many taxes. And then they say, oh, look, uh, Kevin Sabat goes, oh, look, it's a failed marijuana program. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we have to get away from this idea that like cannabis advertisements have to be any different, medical cannabis advertisements have to be any different than any other pharmaceutical advertisement. Mm-hmm. Well, why is that? A, why is that like such a crazy thought? You know what I'm saying? Like about these... alcohol.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, advertise alcohol I... All the time. no one cares about kids watching an alcohol commercial or right. dad. Here's your beer, dad. You know, little yeah. fucking kid hands, kid, you know, dad, a drink or a beer or a glass of wine and no one cares, but mm-hmm. they lose their mind over this shit. It's, it's just unbelievable. I agree with the major hypocrisy right there. Now, granted,
4: like this is the situation that always happens, right? Is it's always, they always want it, they always want to play both sides of the fence. When it's convenient, they say, oh, a federal law prevents us from doing that. And then when it's not convenient, they say, oh, well, we get to have, we are sovereign and we get to make our own laws. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like you, you can't have both. It's either we are a sovereign state and we get to make our own laws. Laws that aren't made by the federal government or the federal government takes over everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Which one do you want? Pick it.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah the, I can't agree with you more, Luke. Um, they say treat it like medicine, and you can't advertise like medicine can advertise. Mm-hmm. They say treat it like alcohol, tobacco. You can't advertise like alcohol and tobacco. So um, just make it illegal and just let the trap win. Yeah. The trap hasn't advertised. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hundred plus years. Maybe you should start and, uh, they're gonna win regardless. It, it it ain't like it's not gonna sell, you know what I'm saying? But you're just uh, you're just taking people's abilities to run their business competently
0: away from them. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. Yes, indeed. Mm
3: -hmm. Absolutely.
0: And we are going to roll right on in to Mr. Attorney Dale Schaefer. He's the founder of our model law practice, and at one point in time, he did some time for a cannabis crime. And today, it looks like he has to go to court. He has afternoon court because he's all dressed up in a suit and tie today. That's right. is none other than an attorney, Mr. Dale Schaefer.
2: Yep. Still local, and I'm... I'm dressed like I'm going to court. I'm going to try to speak the King's English for a second or two here All right. and not say fuck or something else. That you know, That's why I got to be careful in court after prison. <laughs> okay. My story today, I'm sure you've heard me talk about, uh, I'm a veteran. I represent a whole bunch of veterans and we've had problems with people, veterans wanting to get a medical marijuana card when they know it's going to make your possession of guns illegal. But What we have today and I, you know, I'm happy to hear this or see this as we have a, an elected district attorney in Pennsylvania who has joined with a nonprofit um, educational group called the Second Amendment Foundation, and they have sued the federal government, Merrick Garland, the head of ATF, the head of the FBI, and they've pointed out that um, we have a right to have guns. This district attorney has a medical marijuana card out of Pennsylvania, and he understands that with that card, um, he cannot possess uh, or transfer uh, guns, can't even buy ammunition, if he is an illegal user uh, or addicted to marijuana. Okay. First of all, addicted to marijuana just makes my stomach turn, but the federal law says. Anybody who's been involved with this knows the federal law has evolved to a point where uh, you can't use marijuana and buy a gun if you're honest. They put out a form, they develop regulations and put out a form that specifically asks you to use, use marijuana. Uh, are you addicted, are you illegally used or addicted to any controlled substance, including marijuana? They're very specific about this, and if you're honest, you're never going to get a gun if you lie, now you're committing perjury and you can be in some serious trouble. So this district attorney going with this group and said, all right, I have a card I want to possess and I wanna buy guns, I can't do that. So he has asked the federal court to declare this federal law uh, illegal, which specifically says that if you use marijuana, you can't buy a gun. He wants that specifically stricken down, not only as written, but as applied to him and anybody else who's a medical marijuana patient now or wants to be one, uh, all the regulations, customs, practices, everything else, the paperwork, they're asking the court to throw all this shit in the trash can because it violates our Second Amendment li- rights. Okay. Now, back when I was doing a lot of recommendations with Molly, I actually had DAs, teachers, corrections officers, psychologists, physicians, a lot of people with licenses that wanted to keep on the down low, uh, but they wanted to be able to defend themselves. so We gave them recommendations, and when the card came out in California, a whole lot of people went, "Yeah, you know, I don't want my name on paper with a government agency about using pot because uh, it affects a lot of things my my licensure for, you know, medicine, psychology, teaching things like that." So um, it just never took off here in California. And there is this huge question out there about Second Amendment rights and using pot, using weed, cannabis, whatever term you want to use here. Now, what I found interesting as I read the complaint last night is they were citing uh, Dale Geringer, Mitch Earlywine, and some, some people that I have worked with and uh, participated in, you know, coming up with the history of cannabis. And if you want to get a, a little snippet into George Washington and Jefferson, apparently using hot hemp, how O'Shaughnessy brought uh, Indian hemp back to the Western medicine because it was a great seizure control medicine, and that historically, no one's ever been deprived their gun rights because they used the medical substance. And that's where the state of uh, Second Amendment law seems to be. Back in 2008, in a case called Heller, Um, The Supreme Court said, look, historically, we're going to look back at the language of the Second Amendment and historically how it's been treated, and that's been further refined up as late as 2022, where they're going to read the Second Amendment and look back in history, how was it handled historically to see if we're gonna allow any restrictions on your gun rights, okay? And there's no evidence that I can find historically where somebody who used substances, medical substances, was deprived of their Second Amendment rights, okay? And that's basically where they're, they're hanging their hat. Then we look at the language, I, you know, you can't write a law that takes away my Second Amendment rights. We have a law that takes away your Second Amendment rights. Is this gonna be legal? And historically, you know, nobody ever said you can't get a gun uh, because you smoke pot, you take heroin, you drink, none of that stuff's ever happened. So what I'm hoping for is that we get this case to move up the chain of command quickly. I could put some pressure on the federal government to do something about this. but it also points out the problems behind the the scenes here of us trying to advance federal policy because most of the real draconian cannabis language came about since California and Colorado legalized marijuana. Behind the scenes, they have been writing these into regulations and statutes coming out of Congress that are definitely not friendly to marijuana or cannabis. So oh, there's a lot of back pressure here, and I'm hopeful the courts will look at this and throw it in the trash. Say, know you can't do this, and let's start over again. That's some more pressure to take a look at the status of cannabis. I think it should be out of the controlled substances that completely be treated more like alcohol, but that's my position. And uh, I'm hoping that the courts overturn their apple cart here and make them start over again. That's my uh, story for the day. Back at you all, what do you think about this? Man,
0: shout out to this lawyer, um, Dale. This guy's a ch- freedom oh, yeah. fighting champion right
2: here. Yeah. He's still the DA. He's yeah. gonna be the DA there till twenty twenty five. Man, that he's is He's got some stones on him, that's for sure. This th- this guy is the
0: champion and he's in Pennsylvania. This? What's that, Jason? And he's out of Pennsylvania. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Man, this is I mean, this is fantastic. Well, I've been waiting for this because I I've known, you know, um cops are not so uh agreeable to smoking weed back when i was representing them but da's i run into a bunch of them that like to smoke weed they weren't afraid of that yeah and this guy's just uh he's a pot smoking da yep okay and this makes this is
3: obviously very exciting for us um and i love this argument i think it has legs um And every time that the topic of gun access or ownership comes into question as it pertains to cannabis use or, um, you know, whether you own a business or any, any ties to cannabis, you're not allowed to have guns which is absolutely crazy. I just can't help but think my brain automatically taps into the alcohol culture that's within our law enforcement and military. These these people are Mm -hmm. handed guns like over and over and over the most high powered guns that are made. And there is a huge alcohol culture in there. And how many individuals turn to alcohol when they're feeling suicidal and end up Killing themselves with firearms. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's just so much inequity here. And then also, I am in no way, shape, or form tied to this company. But I think there is a slight short-term alternative for cannabis users. It's the, have you guys seen this burnout thing? It's like a gun that shoots rubber bullets. Yes. And it's quote less lethal and you don't have to have a license of any sort
0: Mm -hmm. and you can just carry it it around
3: interesting worthy of taking a look
0: at pop people with it pow 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 i mean um
1: it still can be lethal you you hit somebody in the right place it's less lethal dry out
0: kid yeah just just shoot somebody in the nuts yeah, um, I mean,
1: listen, I I hate, hate to like get killed from rubber bullets. I'm just saying, and, and riots ain't new.
0: I thought people only it's got killed easy. from rubber bullets on on prison yards.
1: Uh, you saw uh, during was uh, the pandemic. I don't know if we can say this and get demonetized, but uh, during the pandemic, you saw um, cats in Minnesota were getting ran up on by the SWAT team with uh with rubber bullets and everything, and mm-hmm. um, a couple people uh, didn't wake up from that.
0: So just saying, just yeah. saying, just saying, rubber bullets.
1: I, I hate to sound like
4: a broken record every time we have this issue come up, mm-hmm. but to me, it's it's just, it's so ludicrous that we are talking about taking somebody's amendment, the Bill of Rights, the, the thing that we established exactly. as a country, like we were ready to mm-hmm. die for this thing, right? And we are ready to take somebody's Second Amendment right mm-hmm. and take it away because of a medication that works for them. Mm -hmm. Let's just, let's simplify it down to that. You are telling somebody that they cannot, they do not have the right to bear arms because they use a medication that makes them suffer less.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree with you, Luke. So let
4: me, let me take that a step further now. Okay. So we have HHS and we have the numerous people in, in the federal government right now that are moving down to a schedule three. It's an obvious move. It, I, I anticipate it being within the next 90 days possibly. And so we have now basically a tentative medical acceptance of the medical efficacy of, of cannabis. Mm-hmm. So you are now saying the federal government has recognized the medical efficacy of cannabis, but I still cannot possess a firearm and protect my family, even though it's a recognized medicine by you. Mm-hmm. Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. And again, as a people, please, we have to be very, very careful when we make laws that restrict our rights. Be very careful, because it's incremental when these steps happen. And before you know it, you wake up and you won't have any rights left. Mm -hmm. So please, it's a very slippery slope. Do not touch these amendments, unless it is absolutely necessary.
0: And I don't think it's ever really necessary to touch these amendments. But on that, we got to go to a commercial and we're going to be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The micro texture of the SE pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. And... With the tower propelling at 2,600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. Oh, yeah. Stop whatever you're doing. Make sure you hit that like button. We'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate it, and YouTube will appreciate it. Also, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not subscribed already, and all the articles that we cover on today's show you can read directly on our website at www.highatnightnews.com. I'm Jason Beck and this is Smokey Vanilla and if you want to feel as good as I look then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with Smokey Vanilla that's right baby I'm Smokey Vanilla, with my background in kinesiology. I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch
4: coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport, or the legends of the chronic in the game, baby. Oh, yeah, you know what it is. We just
0: stretched, and now we're gonna smoke, because you know what it is.
4: That's right. I love intuitively creating a session based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. Shh.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. This industry expert and head honcho of the Women's Canada Awards is one of the most gracious and generous hosts in the game, I'll tell y'all what. Carmen Sacramento and her boo Luke Scarmazzo and the whole profit cannabis team took care of me and Jason last Friday when we went up there for the launch and had a grand old time. Just wanted to make sure that I said my piece and show some love for that too. Come to the stage, my lady, Mandy Tingler. What you got for us today, Mandy? <laughs>
3: Good morning hi at Niners. Happy Wednesday. This week has been full of amazing, energizing momentum. And yes, Rico and Jason, thank you so much for coming up and supporting us last week. It was so special to have you come up and make that journey and be a part of our big day. It meant the world. Thank you so much. Uh, You guys, today my story comes to us from across the border and our little neighbors in Canada After reading their quote, reminder story this morning, I'm looking forward to everyone's commentary on this. It is short, but sweet, and I'm sure many of you will be able to relate. So today, my headline reads, Dog Owners Warned After Marijuana Poisoning in Sudbury. Dog owners in a Suffolk town are being warned by vets after animals suffered marijuana poisoning. Ardmore Vets at Sudbury is warning people to be vigilant when walking around the town after treating three animals with suspected marijuana toxicity in the last two weeks. The vets have said that the dogs have been treated, had walked along the Friars Meadow and in the fields near Omerson-Sudbury Academy. The spokesperson for the vets said death is extremely rare, but still possible and owners should take their pets to a vet immediately if they believe they have eaten or inhaled marijuana products. Eaten or inhaled marijuana products. And folks, for those of you who don't know, signs of pet marijuana poisoning include the following. Inactivity, incoordination, dilated pupils, Increased sensitivity to touch, motion, and sound, hypersalivation, urinary incontinence, vomiting, diarrhea, seizures, and comas. I don't know about you guys, but this sounds like some kind of pharmaceutical medical commercial that I'm seeing on TV right now. Now, I told you this article is short and sweet, but. I'm really curious to hear from my fellow commentators about any kind of interactions that this article might be bringing up for you and what your experience with animals consuming cannabis has been like. This is Mandy for High 9 News.
2: Sounds a bit hysterical to me. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of hysteria. Um, yeah. There was a time in the late 1800s where they used dogs specifically to test the potency of weed or cannabis products. Um, and I don't know, I mean, this vet alluded, oh, it could kill you. No, I, I haven't yet to hear of a, a mammal that has died from an overdose of cannabinoids. It, it, it's not, So we call it a poison. There's a misnomer to start with. It, that's scare tactics, that's hysteria. Uh, and I can remember 50-something years ago, some friends of mine had a little puppy. We used to blow smoke in his face, and Bumper would jump off the couch and couldn't get his legs out. you get a little a whole lot you do when you get really fucked up on weed dogs do the same thing Mm -hmm. this is a bit of hysteria and yeah if you see your dog eating something and you should watch him and if he gets into a coma you know maybe you call the vet then the rest of this just seems like horseshit. dale i'm calling
4: bs on this again like this we had this vet say hey if your dog eats weed it has the potential to cause death so make sure you bring him to my vet Come on, man. Oh, he's advertising for,
0: for his clinic.
4: Yeah, <laughs> false advertisement. I'm calling BS this is on a your total- false advertisement. Do you your, dog, your dog can eat 10 pounds of weed uh-huh. and there wouldn't be a Only problem for I him. him. Let him, let him ride the wave. and and it will be all right
2: Tucker and, and kevin savette will have a field day with this right yeah dog. only my vet clinic I, mean, can listen,
3: I you know i'm not proud to admit that my dogs have accidentally accessed edibles over the course of you know, a few times mm-hmm. in my life and they're both here standing still you just heard one of them barking a moment ago <laughs> This does not kill them. It's not fun to watch them be really high. And some of those symptoms that they listed do happen. Absolutely. They do. And it's not fun to clean up their mess here. Like Dale said of any mammal dying from a cannabis overdose, Um, but you can get off murder. If you use weed yeah. a lot and you're also white and um,
4: yeah. you might not be able so to die, but thing. you can make someone else die. Well, it I mean, you, I mean, make, I think the key is, is hiring is that lawyer,
1: right? Yeah. This is not chocolate, right? If, if, if they eat an edible. Oh yeah. Chocolate. chocolate.
0: That can... Yeah. It'll just, it'll make their heart race and they'll die.
3: Whatever yeah. right? you do. And
0: you can buy that over the counter in all every grocery store in America.
3: Here's what you do if your pet. Consumes THC and you feel like they are really intoxicated.
0: Put on cartoons. Yeah. I thought you just put, put on the dog network.
3: Food and water. Probably put a towel under them because they sometimes do lose bladder control. Mm-hmm. Just let them sleep it off.
0: Yeah, that be it. fine.
3: Do not rush to the vet unless you have extra money to throw in the vet's bank account. Mm-hmm. You could just send that money to the vet. You don't even have to go there if you really want to spend it. Yeah. And, um, Stay home. Stay calm.
1: Mm-hmm. Relax. Yeah.
3: So, Mandy, I'm all Mandy, of our
1: viewers, Mandy, are you saying that they, they, they shouldn't uh, get a um, uh, get a plane ticket to go out to Canada and get their dog ke- taken care of this this uh, uh, this vet?
0: If, oh, I, th- if I thought this meat. vet was in the UK. Uh,
2: there too. Try to a medical marijuana card. Okay, there mm-hmm. you go let's fix it I mean they
0: I mean I, I I have I have had uh dogs come into the dispensary before they did have uh, have have uh, medical cannabis cards for their recommendations for seizure disorders that, that I have had that happen yeah it's
2: great for seizures and to control seizures sometimes you give a high enough dose that you knock their ass out for mm-hmm. you know 10 12 maybe 24 hours you should do it to little children and no mm-hmm. one got even upset because having a seizure uncontrolled is a lot more dangerous than using weed mm-hmm
3: a couple of years ago, I adopted a senior dog who was in its definite last few months of life and just needed a good home and was having serious arthritis and appetite issues. And I was giving this dog tinctures in order to help it, and its its quality of life drastically improved because of cannabis. So, like this article's garbage, I am calling this vet today. I will let you guys know next week how it went.
4: Oh man, I'm, glad you, I'm, I'm just going to say this man. real quick, just real quick. Sure. Is sure. anyone? To all our viewers, if your dog eats weed and you're thinking about rushing him to a vet and paying three, four, or five hundred dollars, you can call me on FaceTime. I'm not a vet, but I have watched several episodes of Animal Planet, and I will make sure that your dog gets through this episode okay, and I will only charge you a very small fee.
0: So not only the profit, but also a dog whisperer too. Yes. Yes, and on that we're gonna to go to a commercial and we're gonna be right back. Get ready for the 20-year anniversary celebration of the Emerald Cup. The Emerald Cup will be held at the Henry J. Kaiser Center for the Arts in downtown Oakland, May 4th and 5th. Get your tickets now for best pricing. Cannabis categories include flour, three rolls, solventless concentrates, solvent concentrates, cartridges, edibles, topicals, tinctures, and alternative cannabinoids. So enter early for your chance to be a winner at the 20-year anniversary Emerald Cup competition got us jason yeah. oh i thought you had this for you oh is it me oh shit fuck damn it Sam, my bad son oh. of a bitch you got oh, to well, get off that, know, that high potency. You oh, got to get off that man, high potency, bro. Man, you can't you know use what? that as an excuse, bro. You know what? My bad. My bad. I'm so, I apologize. But coming up next, that's right. It's our very own Outlaw correspondent, Mr. Luz Carmazzo, who just released his brand, The Profit Brand, where you can find at select retailers across the state of California. Not to mention, too, he just released a book on Amazon. That's right. That is all called The High Price. So, make sure that you order now and get yourself a copy and support Luke on his journey on his comeback tour. That's right, it is none other than Mr. Luke Scarmazzo. Yes, yes. Happy Wednesday, everybody.
4: Hump day. You know what it is. It's your neighborhood outlaw correspondent coming to you live and direct direct.hat9news. And man, we got a really. This, this outlaw story right here is really good. You guys are gonna be happy that you stay tuned in for this one. I'm just gonna jump right into it because there's so much here that we're gonna cut this up really nicely. But don't forget, if you missed out at Fino's this weekend about what we've been talking about, the huge launch, you can catch us today in Merced at Blue Fire from three to 5 p.m. and we'll have swag and a bunch of stuff going on. So pull up and tap in. But this article comes from Commerce City. And it says, the Commerce City Councilwoman faces felony marijuana charges following a report of a leaked new photo.
0: Mm, spicy.
4: A member of the Commerce City Council was arrested recently on felony charges involving marijuana, according to the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, the GBI. Councilwoman... Rashonda Merritt, 43, of Commerce, surrendered to the Jackson County Jail on Friday, where she was charged with criminal attempt to commit the sale of marijuana and use of a telecommunications facility to facilitate a felony, the GBI reported. The allegation surfaced during a unrelated investigation by the Jackson County Sheriff's Office, which was investigating a complaint by Merritt that a nude photo of her had been posted on social media. During the investigation, The drug allegation surfaced in December, and Jackson County Sheriff Janice Magnum said she asked the GBI, Appalachian Regional Drug Enforcement Office, to investigate the drug allegation. The officers cover 30 counties in Northeast Georgia. I'm glad that you guys have 30 counties to cover in Georgia, and this was a priority to use your resources. Huh. The drug unit filed the charges and the GBI reported the drug investigation is ongoing. So we're spending more money. Magnum Magnum said Monday that the investigation into Merritt's initial complaint is also ongoing. I anticipate some charges coming out of that, she said. Okay. Merritt, in her report on December 9th to the sheriff's office, said she believes that the photo of her was taken about seven years ago and believes a former friend may be responsible for what happened last year. Sheriff's investigators have the names of possible suspects who may be involved in posting that picture and others." So a picture of you ends up on social media. You don't know how it did. You gave a bunch of names of people potentially that could have posted it, I guess. Um, And because you raised all this hell over this picture that you took that you don't know who posted, that you have given a group of names of people that potentially could have posted it, they came and investigated and found weed. And now you're going down for the weed in Georgia. This is like, there's so much going on right here. And like, number one, GBI, why are you wasting your time with a city councilwoman who obviously consumes cannabis and was trying to seek your guys' help on a a picture that ended up on the internet. Like, why, why are we wasting resources on that? That's my main question to you guys. You guys cover 30 counties, it said, and this was where we decided to prioritize the resources of GBI. That's my first thing. Second thing is, like, we arrested a city councilwoman for cannabis. This is today. This is in 2024. This woman's life is destroyed in Georgia over that. I feel really bad for her. So, you know, listen, the, the war on drugs is still raging. I still cover these outlaw correspondents. I still cover these outlaw news stories every week, every single week. And we're going to keep covering them here at Hyatt 9 News because they are the stories that matter. So this is Luke Scarmazo coming to you live and direct, your neighborhood outlaw correspondent, kicking it back to my correspondents and say, hey, what do you guys think about this craziness that's going on in Georgia?
0: Luke, here's the thing. That was the politics to me. I, I have a question. I'm, I'm a little confused on I'm a, this. So, so a picture was posted on social media. That's Correct. Correct. And they're saying that they can't figure out who posted it, but yet you have to have an account in order to post something on a social media account. So how would you not be able to know who posted this photo?
4: Yeah. The the whole story in this, the, the thing surrounding the nude picture is really vague. It said that it was posted. It was a picture from seven years ago. She said she thinks she might know a friend that have it. And then they said there was a group of names that were given that potentially could have did it. And then the sheriff said that charges are coming out of that. Yeah, But, that, so,
0: that's, but, that, but that's still besides the point because it's like if you let, let's just say any of those people could have had the photo. But when you post something on social media that is associated with a profile. So that is whoever posted it. Like this is pretty right, okay, cut Okay, let me
4: catch you up to speed in 2024. Here, there are okay. people who do make fake profiles, and you know they have you know uh, VPNs that they can shift around their IP addresses and stuff. It's crazy. I know. You know, me and you, we we just attached p- like messages to the feet of pigeons and. The, off wow. they went. But you know, today they, they got sophisticated stuff where you could, I could actually get somebody to post something.
2: You'd have no idea who it came from. Mm-hmm. It's big tech. Yeah. But they're trying to destroy this woman. It looks to me like, because she's in a political position. Okay? That's mm-hmm. why they got real interest here. I'm, you know, I mean, I I'm going to call
4: it out, that's that's out again on the you. surface level, Dale, it's black woman in yeah. a position of power in a governmental position that is now getting taken down
0: for possessing cannabis. Do like we know do is, we do we know is, if she's a Republican or a Democrat?
3: I mean and let's let's not let's not forget that anytime a woman is in a leadership position and caught doing something in her private life that that suddenly be, becomes everybody's business. It's,
0: it's Oh yeah, that's what they did in Virginia yeah, to that the one double lady. double
2: standard. Yep. And my experience inside the law enforcement community is these guys are fucking like rabbits every place you look. Okay, So to take a snapshot of somebody in law enforcement and go, okay, you're being hypocritical because you're saying, oh, she slept with somebody or took a nude picture six or seven years Mm -hmm. ago. It's like, I've been inside, I've sat down and had closed door meetings with my clients. And it's like, they're doing what, when, where, what inside law enforcement? You guys are out there going after somebody who because last I checked, women are in charge of their sexuality. If you mm-hmm. want to get, you know, have sex with somebody, it ain't nobody else's business. Why is that becoming an issue? Because women can't publicly be out there being sexually active and being in a position of leadership. The whole thing is just, it's nonsensical, it's a double standard. And I just smell politics, especially out of Georgia right now. There's so much political bullshit going on with a Afani Willis. And mm-hmm. tapping her, you know, some guy getting a divorce. Now we're going to care about all his divorce problems. I don't give two shits about his divorce. I don't care who she's having sex with. Okay. Yeah. Why is this an just issue? Just help this woman Cause... figure out
4: who did the pitcher thing. And then if you found weed in the course of that, who cares? Just help the woman on just... um, what she called you guys to do. That's, that's a crazy thought, right? Uh, I, I, I remember also,
2: the California Narcotics Officers Association here in California just absolutely refusing to let go of the idea that weed's addictive, it's going to kill you, it's going to ruin society, right up until the time they were told, sit down and shut up. Okay? Yeah. So inside law enforcement, there are rabid anti-cannabis people out there, and it, that's why this is happening. Look the tail wagging. Look, you know what
0: I'm disappointed it, 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 about?
1: It, 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 it ain't like a old girl from Tennessee, like she was taking on the whole <laughs> cop team. You know what I'm saying? Like this lady had some shit leaked. Well, and she had her shit leaked. Who cares
3: about nudes anymore?
0: Well, look, right.
3: Luke. I mean, porn's free.
0: Look, we I'm can disappointed. See all
3: the nudes you want for free online. Who cares?
0: I'm. Who cares? I'm not. Also, only thing. What
3: only is enough. is getting people paid.
0: Only hold on. Whoever OnlyFans has a major, they don't
3: have-
0: major, 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 uh, uh, employment, uh, payment gap between men and women.
1: You know, OnlyFans. Yep. How's that make you feel, Jason? Do you feel? Are you triggered? Just saying. Just saying just saying yeah. but but you know o- I, I'm, I'm, is a, a stimulus, I it's stimulus man it's it's
0: it's economic and um physical stimulus i'm really disappointed in in in, uh, in this story luke i have to tell you is because they told us all about this picture but they didn't share the picture with us so that way we could see what the picture actually looked like they're just referencing a picture that we can never seen we can't get the woman, picture i want to
2: see it right
0: yeah let's go That's like, let's Uh-oh. let's let's see let's see what all the talk's about if we're all going to talk about it
3: And also, also, whoever did decide to post this picture and whoever out there decides that they're going to take someone else's nude photo and air out their laundry to other people, you're the problem.
4: Mm -hmm, You're the
3: idiot. You're the asshole.
4: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. You guys are all talking about a nude picture. I thought it was just
1: a picture of weed. does uh, does does Georgia not have a uh, revenge porn uh, law on their books?
0: <laughs> no, I, no, oh, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I'm, yeah, sure, they
1: I, do. I'm pretty sure California has a re- re- revenge porn uh, uh, mm-hmm. law where you can't do that shit. Like yeah, anybody, they, they who, definitely who, do. Yeah, anybody- Mm-hmm. Yeah, anybody who posts like news like without uh, uh consent of that person like you can get locked up for that shit yeah and it's
4: an sh-
0: invasion of privacy and shout out to S- yeah. Steve Steve Blassingham he says in the chat he says I guess everything other than peaches is a no-go in Georgia <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, basically I, yes, yeah that's good yeah that's, that's good, good. Steve's a dad. Uh, on that on that I'm gonna roll into this last story this, this is a little shorty little quickie but it's very very important important stuff you guys are you ready All right. you or not. There's a group proposes easing access to medical marijuana in Arkansas after record sales. That's right. Arkansas marijuana business is lush with green. Driving in the news is on the heels of a record year for the state medical marijuana sales. $283 million. A group is seeking to get a constitutional amendment on the Arkansas ballot that would relax the state laws. Um, and and the, uh, the proposed ballot measure drafted by the Arkansas for patient access would update state law on several key points, uh, allowing patients and caregivers to grow up to seven mature and seven younger marijuana plants, expanding who can certify patients to include physician assistants, nurse practitioners, and pharmacists, uh, permitting providers to qualify patients based on any medical need rather than the state's 18 conditions, and allowing assessments through telemedicine. And, uh, recognizing patient cards from other states or allowing, uh, uh, non-residents to obtain Arkansas cards and they also say increasing the expiration date for new cards from one to three years and the proposed amendment also effectively creates a trigger that will allow any adult to possess up to one ounce of marijuana in Arkansas if it becomes legal under federal law so it's also basically default legalization Uh, and a flashback for you guys Arkansas voters rejected a ballot measure for adult use marijuana back in 2022 and the state to play is the tax revenue from medical marijuana was $31 million in 2023 down from 32 million in 2022 and topped 120 million since the industry began in mid 2019 6.5% of sales uh, to card holders and dispensaries goes to the state's general tax revenue used to pay for the state government and 4% of all sales to card holders previously went to the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences but now goes to help fund free meals for public school students in need And by the numbers, there are 38 dispensaries across the state, along with eight cultivations and nine licensed processors. And the state's 97,000 medical cardholders bought 62,227 pounds in 2023, up 23 percent from 50,605 in 2022. The four dispensaries in in NWA accounted for 16.5 percent of statewide marijuana sales back in 2023. And NWA sales were up 5.5 percent last year. Meanwhile, a dispensary opened earlier last month in Pineville, Missouri, about half a mile from the Arkansas-Missouri state line. And Missouri allows for adult use for anyone twenty-one and over. And the the um it will likely take a few months to see if, if new if a new facility siphons any business from Venton County's two dispensaries. And to stay tuned to what's next. You're gonna have to hear it here on 9 News. What do you all think about this?
1: I got an unpopular opinion on this one, man. Mm-hmm. They need to kill this shit immediately because it's going to get the Sacklers off. <laughs> this is medical marijuana. No, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. This is medical marijuana. And since it's medical, you're, you are citing uh, record sales as to easing access to the drug. Record sales was given uh, was uh, uh, was given to OxyContin and they eased access to OxyContin and created an epidemic.
0: So you're saying no, they're going cre- to they're, they're create a weed they- epidemic? Is that what you're worried about? I- I'm saying we ain't
1: addicted like that. Uh,
0: I see what you're doing, there, Rico. I see what you're doing there, Rico. Madness mad right here.
1: Like... I can see the Sackler's legal team saying, uh, citing this, like, "Yo, mm-hmm. they did that shit.
2: Give us our money back." Oh, I see what you're saying. That's not. Yeah. They... No, I think we should put them in jail. That's what they need to do. Mm-hmm. In an they orange to be under suit the jail. with jail fucking fork for a while. Yeah,
1: they, mm-hmm. they need to be put under the jail. Uh, but we need to uh, to stop treating medical and uh recreational different and then just go forward and just give access to everybody to this well this kind
0: of does this says anyone basically anyone can possess up to an ounce that's 21 or over so that's basically his default legalization inside of this bill even though they just can't purchase it they can possess it
1: Right, I, I, I'm. I'm just saying, like, uh, um, uh, their argument uh, tying it to record sales and citing it as medical cannabis, and not just saying cannabis. Um, uh, well, that's that, a slippery slope, that, right there.
0: That, well, that's because all they have is medical sales to go off of, and they had record numbers in the in the state on their in their medical market. I mean, they didn't have a, a trap calculator to be able to quantify how many illicit market sales were happening in in, in Arkansas. There's nothing saying, to compare it to. It's a, it's, a,
1: it's, a, it's a slippery slope when you're saying uh, you have all those reefer madness people. This is the South they're talking about. Mm-hmm. you going to have people pushing back on that, talking about how dangerous it is, blah, 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 blah. You're already saying that it's as bad as heroin, uh, bad as all this other shit. Like, I see a battle brewing here, and um, right. get, get your popcorn right, ready, you, y'all. Get you you your ca-
0: popcorn ready. You called it first. If there is, Rico, you called it first. Sarah
1: Huckabee Sanders. She's Arkansas, right? Is she, is she Alabama? She's, Can't remember. She, she is the governor of Arkansas. Shout out to tell Sarah. me where I is Sanders. the podium? Where the podium? What happened to that podium? She doesn't need a podium. I mean, shout out to the old, uh,
4: you know, Razorbacks over there. Yeah. So the, <laughs> the 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 state of Arkansas is like really, I forget what they Backward. call it. it's like the wilderness state. No, it's like, it's lush. There's a lot of vegetation, a lot of growth around there. A lot of foliage. Um, shout out of to Henry's and shout out to Vance Murray, two of my people that are over in Arkansas and uh, tremendous, tremendous weed cannabis advocates. Um, but listen, the South is behind us in behind the rest of the country when it comes to legalization and when it comes to cannabis policy, right? So you're seeing a lot of these policies that come out of the South that look a lot like the things that were happening in the beginning of the medical movements back, back in, in 96 and 98 and the early two thousands, because Nobody's learning. And then you have the little mixture of like the Southern culture of anti-weed and over-incarceration and all those other things that mix into that pot right there too. So, you know, this, the South is coming along. It's incremental. We have, we're covering these stories about Arkansas, about Mississippi, about Alabama, Louisiana, and we're covering them. And it's, I know like to us, we make fun of them and they, we laugh about them, but they are incremental progress, you know, and I get it. There's all kinds of stuff that's messed up in, in that progress, but it is actually still a step in the right direction of it, more people having access to it and less people going to jail for it. And in the South, that's a real thing. That is a mm-hmm. real, real thing. So, mm-hmm. what, applause.
0: Agreed. All right, Rico, I think it's time for, time to go.
1: Let's do it. All right. Thank you all for joining us for yet another episode, a very spicy episode today, mm-hmm. too, of High Nine News. Catch us live weekdays, 9 a.m. Pacific, high noon on the East Coast. Big shout out to our super fans. Show love. Getting their comments posted live on the big screen. Our live audience and online supporters catching us across all media platforms. Tune in each day to the headlines of chaos, also known as the developing cannabis industry. Uh, to our vetted correspondent team, tuning in from all over, bringing us much-needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table, to our production team, Cloud Media Partners, all our sponsors keeping the lights on, and our AV struggles to a minimum. And, of course, Adam, my man, back there, keeping us straight and just uh, brushing, 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 keeping that shit feathered like uh, Mike Tyson's uh, uh, pigeon coop. <laughs> That's a terrible one. Damn, I son. It. <laughs> Jeez, as always, always cannabis TV l the reason high nine news team reads these headlines every single day thank you too it has been wednesday january 24th 2024 the show's over you've all been blessed with the top industry headlines hope is enough for you to put in your pipe and smoke at least until tomorrow my name is rico meet the dopest dad on the street for high nine news cannabis industry's number one daily news show and we're gonna push this one right back to mandy tingler what you got for us you gonna t- take us out
3: well let's see you guys if you haven't already visited amazon and checked out Luke Scarmazzo's novel high price do so now you're missing out on a really great story and that's not just the girlfriend talking that's actually somebody who really enjoyed it and has read it more than once
1: aww high price and they call it puppy love